This episode is part of the series Know Your Candidates. Conversations with the candidates for the election of 2019 in the city of Holyoke, Massachusetts. Radio Plasma does not support or oppose any candidate for public office. This is a nonpartisan, independent media outlet dedicated to promoting a peace culture, embracing diversity, sharings of opinions and ideas, and ensure all voices are represented in our media. This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to our series, Know Your Candidates, conversations with the candidates to Holyoke City Council in the 2019 municipal election of November 5th. I am Johan Rashivega, and our guest today is Nelson Lopez, running for city council at large. Welcome, and thank you for being here. Now, I want to say thank you uh, to you, Johan, for giving me this opportunity to uh, share my story and just really let the people know a little bit about me, who I am, and what I stand for. And it's so good to see more people being involved in this process and being interested and really excited on joining City Council, bringing new, fresh ideas, new energy, showing that even though the wisdom of people who have been there for a long time, it needs also the mentoring and the process of allowing newer generations to step in to keep learning from the ones who have been before. So that way this process continues evolving and growing, being updated with the times that we're living. So it is really great to see that you are in this run and also that you are representing the Latino community in Holyoke. Let's get started and learn about who are you, what's your story, and it's one that is really rooted and connected with the city of Holyoke. Yes, oh, as most people that might know me, who I am, uh, I lived in Holyoke all my life, really. Uh, I've lived in different neighborhoods. Actually, part of the reason why I'm running at large is because when I was charting down all of the neighborhoods that I lived in the city, uh, it turns out I've lived in five out of the seven wards. I've lived in wards one, two, three, four, and now six. So it made sense that I, would, uh, that I should run at large. So that, that's one reason as to why I decided to run at large. But, uh, you know, I, uh, like a lot of our families in Holyoke, I grew up a single-family home raised by my mother, older sister. We grew up not having much except the love of, of my family, you know. So I know, what, I know what the struggles that a lot of our residents are going through. And so it was, it was difficult. But, you know, having that love really kept me, uh, kept me focused also uh, a really strong disciplined mother as well <laughs> as we can all tell being a single latina mother you know she she really embedded me focus on uh, education so one of my biggest proponents uh, that i stand for is education and the opportunities that it can afford people in their life particularly so you know so um you know i grew up i was i, I liked school didn't like getting up early in the morning <laughs> Not too sure, but, uh, you know, it kept me focused. So, 
went to school. I'm a, I'm a proud graduate of Holyoke High School. I'm a, I bleed purple and white. I love this city. So um, once I finished high school, I uh, went off to college. My first time around wasn't uh, so easy. It was uh, going from a high school student to a college student. You are afforded a lot of uh, independency. And so I kind of took advantage. Took, I took too much focus on the fun aspect of college than the academics. So uh, I didn't do so well. And uh, mind you, I was a student at uh, Holy Community College. And I thought, you know what, right now I need to focus more on working and providing for my family. So I took a semester off or whatnot. Then I went back to school a year later. I was fortunate that an employer of mine would uh, pay for, for me to take classes. So I took advantage of that opportunity. So I started taking um, a class um, at night one uh, each, each semester. And then after a couple semesters, I was like, you know what, I really want to give this school thing my all. So I decided to enroll at HCC full-time now. So my focus became more on getting my uh, education. And so after a few years there, I, uh, I graduated from HCC with an Associates in Business Administration, transferred over to the University of Massachusetts in Amherst, where I studied uh, business after a number of years. I was there for about a year, and again, realized that I had to put more focus on working to care of my family, so I took a, I took a couple years off, but decided to go back when I felt like I was uh, my, I was in much stable grounds in terms of my home life and family. And so, went back to school, I finished school, graduated, and then while I was approaching the end of my studies, you know, as a business student, I thought... You know, do I take the more traditional routes? You know, do I go out to Boston, New York, uh, a bigger city, bigger market? And uh, I really paused on that decision for a while. And I, you know what, like, I, I want to go back home. Because um, although I have a large family, in general, locally, it's, it's very it's tight-knit. It's just my mother, my sister, and, and at that time, my nephew. My sister, single mother, had a young child. And so I was... I decided that I wanted to go back home, but I was purposeful of not only do I want to go back home, where I wanted to work was at Holyoke Community College. And so for, I spent a full year just putting in applications to work at HCC just to get a foot in the door because I knew I really wanted to go home. I want to come home, but I don't want to work there. And so fortunately, I, was, I got a position part-time. I was working probably 30-plus hours getting paid for 12 but I just, just wanted to prove my mettle, prove my dedication to the institution because I, I love HCC, I love the city. And so I've been there almost 10 years. I just, uh, I'm a fairly recent homeowner. I purchased my home, uh, it'll be three years this Christmas. So excited about that. I really love Holyoke because it was, it was difficult. Anyone that's gone through the home buyer process knows it's not an easy process, it takes years. And so I remember this one time I was I almost purchased a house in South Hadley, but and I was I was in a struggle because I was like I did not want to leave Holyoke, and so during the, the inspection process the inspector goes through, within ten minutes he pulls me to the side he's like Nelson I think you should run from this house and he and he, he, he showed me a, a like a litany of issues, and I couldn't be more happier, because I knew it wasn't the move for me I didn't want to leave Holyoke. So again, right back at it again, start looking for the home. About six months later, I found my house, moved in around Christmas. It was funny because I, I, I asked my realtor, is like, any way we can move up the closing date? Because I would really hate to spend Christmas in my uh, dingy apartment knowing that I, that I own a home up the street. 
So sure enough, uh, she did so. I, she gave me the keys on the 20th. Started painting for three straight days. On the uh, on the 23rd, we we start moving in. Christmas Eve, we're still moving in. Christmas Day, we moved in the last two or three boxes, and it was just fantastic. So that's that's a little bit uh, about me. I've been involved in the community for a number of years now. I coach youth basketball, and I'm also on the league's executive committee. It's the Holyoke Safe Neighborhood Initiative. The the league and uh, initiative is run through uh, Ed Case and the Holyoke Sheriff's uh, Department. If you're familiar with that, and I was I started uh, working with that initiative when my nephew was in fifth grade because I wanted a chance just to coach my nephew. He just entered his junior year. So I've been part of that initiative, working with these players, these teams, that predominantly serve underrepresented neighborhoods in Holyoke, like the Flats at Holyoke, which are, you know, low income, you know, it's difficult these kids have to grow up with drugs and gang, life is what they see. So working with them, it's been a fantastic opportunity to really enlighten them, let them know, hey, there is an opportunity for you where, like, you don't have to let your circumstances or the street you live on define who you are. Because I lived in these neighborhoods. I lived in South Holyoke before the big fire that burned down the La Casse apartments. Uh, I've lived on High Street all my life. So I've seen what these, and if I can do it, you can do it as well. So one of the most exciting aspects of my job at the college is I'm now seeing players that I either coached or coached against from early years, and now they're walking the hallways at the college. And when they see me, they say, hey, coach, how's it going, coach? And it's like I'm getting goosebumps now just talking about because it's like I feel in some part my interaction with them through this league, as simple as basketball, through our conversations, somehow made an impact in their life to say, you know what, I'm going to strive for more because I can do more. I've seen it. He looks like me. He was from where I'm from. So that's, that's one way I've been working with the community. Another is uh, I've been serving on the Mayor's uh, Citizens Advisory Council for the last three or four years. What the CAC does is they, they review the, uh, the, uh, the CDBG applications for, for, for uh, block grant funding or whatnot. And that's been a fantastic experience of how I've been learning about the different agencies that are in Holyoke and how they serve the different communities within Holyoke as well between housing, food, education, domestic violence. And so I've been fortunate to learn from those experiences as well. So folks, uh, when I started to announce publicly that I was considering running for city council, some folks were like, are you crazy? I was like, like a fox. <laughs> no, but um, I just, for the past few years, just in conversations with folks and sharing ideas and also learning from other folks as well, I started to get the itch to uh, find out what this political world is all about. So, cause, so this is my first time, my first iteration into uh, public politics or whatnot. Part of it involved me, I'm on the sidelines and I'm thinking we can do better, we can be better. How can I make that happen? Well, I can't do it from the sidelines. I have to get involved. So I decided uh, early in the year, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in this and uh, I'm going to jump in this pond, see what I could do, get my message out of who I am, just can be myself. That's that's the only person I know, I know how to be and really 
trying to make a, a difference. I think by being on the council, I could leverage a lot of the resources that I have personally and professionally that can uh, better help the city. Yeah. And certainly by listening to your story and something that you mentioned for this young adult now, seeing you as that example and seeing someone who looks like them and is becoming a successful person. And that's another example of, of showing, yes, you can do it. That's what you should pursue in your life. What a great thing the Holyoke Safe Neighborhood Initiative and the work that Eddie Case it's, has been doing for, for years. And seeing these connections gives you a perspective, I feel, of what is live on areas like the flats, like South Holyoke, Churchill, areas that are in such a need of support and understanding about the needs So that way, solutions and ordinance can be designed thinking about those needs, not just because an ordinance has to be applied in a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, and that's the thing about Holyoke is there's no one-size-fits-all model. It's, we're a diverse population. So there, there's, no, there's no magic bullet that's going to fix every issue. But if we can agree to come together, then there's no issue that we can't overcome. But we have to work together. It's part of the reason why I, 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 I want to join council is because I feel like for many years, even at the national level, it's been this either-or stance. Either-or. It can't be either-or. Either-or is, is what got the city and country we're out today. Where it's, it's so, we are so at odds With, with each other and it's just I feel like I can be I'm, I'm a very pragmatic person I like to know all of the details like to weigh in the, the pros and cons because there's always pros and cons on both sides and then so I can talk to folks but I see your point I see the message what you're getting at and I also see the other person's fault well how do we get to the middle how do we work to the middle where like we can all win and then everyone benefits from it as well if it's always about one party benefiting always then we're not going to win it's it's gotten to the point where like which side yells loudest that cannot be the approach that that we can continue or afford to take is is who yells loudest wins because now you're alienating people that might disagree but might have a great solution but are afraid to voice their thought because they'll be yelled at or or they feel like they might be ostracized and so one one exciting thing that i keep hearing and it's a running theme is when I meet new people and we just get in conversation, I talk to them about who I am and why I'm running, I get like, oh, that's fantastic, you know, you know, that's great, we need change, we need change. Everyone says we keep wanting change, but you keep voting the same way. So if we keep doing what we've always done, then we're going to keep getting what we keep getting. So it's like, it's a change. People want change, but they have to get out and actually physically vote that change and, and be a part of the conversation and if you know what if maybe your idea isn't what's best for the city doesn't mean that your next one won't be but we have to be willing to cross aisles you know one of the my first um insight i had received into the whole city council was i went to a council meeting one day and i was shocked at the discourse that there is because you can have discourse and not agree but it should be civil You should have civil discourse, not this yell, who yells loudest approach. 
you got to be willing to work together. So I, I think I bring a, a pragmatic approach to the way I'm, I'm going to weigh in on issues or whatnot. But also, I want to bring ideas from the people to the table as well. Because there's about 13 counselors that serves a, a, over 30,000 people in the city, close to 40. So we really have to listen to everybody. And when it comes about listening to those concerns, what do you think right now should be some of the issues the city needs to take care of? And at the same time, this could be some of the issues that motivate you to be part of city council as well. Well, for me, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, a proponent that I'm so focused on is uh, education and what we can do to better serve our students. I like the direction of where the new uh, school system is going, particularly at the high school with the uh, four academies. My nephew's a student at, at Holyoke High School. My nephew was struggling through seventh and eighth grade at his preschool, school, and then once he got to high school, his grades went up. He was, he was excited about learning again. He was like, oh, I'm actually learning stuff. I'm not being taught information for a test. Like, I'm learning about life and current issues. So I, so I do like that. Again, I'm a I'm a proud graduate of HPS. I'm a proud knight. So that's one issue. Another issue is uh, I know it, people keep bringing it up is the issues that we have with the panhandling. You know, it's difficult because, I mean, if you asked every person that you see out there panhandling when they were 13 and they were asked, what do you want to do in life? I'm pretty sure not one of them said, I want to be on a corner asking for money. I want to be addicted to a poison. So how do we help? There are services out there, but we have to get the word out. It's tough to say, but one of the ways that, that we can help to affect it is we can't give. We can't give the money. It's tough because I grew up, you know, in that struggle of, like, not having much. But you can't give because, you know, and this is just anecdotal evidence from, from, from what I've seen is it perpetuates the cycle, you know. It's more... It's, it's, more efficient to, or better use of time to just give information here. I know that you're down right now, but here's where you can go. Uh, so I, uh, another thing I'd like to, to address that issue is that I'd like to meet with uh, our police chief and, and say, I know that they recently opened that community center right here on Ray Street. How can we possibly expand that open more? How can we bring more of these service programs into these centers that can work with, with these folks as well? So another one that we have to work on is we have to become more business friendly in the city. I'm tired of seeing other cities that are flourishing. And I'll, and I'll congrats to them, but that should be us. We, should, we need to be more business friendly. Like I'll use that new Dunkin' Donuts over on Pleasant Street. It took them four years. A lot of red tape to jump through. And, uh, and, and this is, again, just anecdotal. A lot of the issues that were proposed of what it would cause not seeing them. Um, if anything, it might be helping with traffic at the other Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and so, again, we have to be more business-friendly, really. So um, education, the panhandling, and, be, and becoming more business-friendly are, are some of the, the topics I want to address. But also, I'm still building my platform because I'm going to build my platform as I speak to the people when I'm out there knocking doors, attending events, because they're going to tell me the issues that are affecting them. I, I went to a community event over in Ward 1 over the summer, and it turns out for that particular neighborhood, 
for the residents, their big issue was on-street parking. Whereas I went to a different community event, it was uh, for wards three and five, and their big issue was they were having vehicles breaking into. So it's those different issues that, that are building my platform because I have to find out what's ailing the different wards of different communities. So a part of that would be me hosting listening sessions in these different wards so I can get their feedback. But I have to take the time to meet with them. You know, if the mountain won't go to you, you go to, you know, and, and vice versa. So that would be my approach. And following up on this, those listening sessions that you mentioned means that you will have different locations all over the city right. to meet with constituents, get them to know about you, you get to know them. Right. And I remember uh, the dynamic that it happened when you officially announced that you were running a couple of months ago. And it was in, a, in that setting yes. of being in someone's house and having this informal and really close and personal conversation that creates this organic way of bringing back and forth that information that needs to be shared and put into a project that could become eventually proposals for ordinance and changes for the city. Absolutely. That's, you know, I'm, again, we have to be willing to listen. If you're going to be on, on the council, it's just like, I'm on council, I'm going to meetings, that's it. No, you have to work with your constituents. Being at large, it's, it's, a, it's a larger base. But I'm, I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. I, I think I have the fortitude and the mettle and just the confidence that I, I could reach the people and just, you know, I, I can just be who I am and just be genuine. And I'll tell folks, hey, I may not agree with your issue or your stance, but let's conversate about it. Let's talk about it. Because I have to be honest as well. I'm, you know, we may not agree. Maybe there's an, an alternative. You know, again, what's best for the city is the approach that we have to take. Taking a look at the current performance of city council, while they are doing many things that are helpful and rightfully done, well done for the city, there are also challenges and plenty of opportunities for improvement in the dynamics, the way things are done, the time it takes for certain things to be dealt with. What do you think are some of those things that could be improved in a way what you could bring to the table to make that change happen? Okay, yeah. Well, right now I'm going to, right now I feel like there's a schism in this, in this city between two of our largest cultures, so to say. I think as city councilors, you're not just there to be the fiduciary agents for the city and pass ordinances or not. Part of your job is to also bridge this, this commonality that we share as residents of the city, bridging cultures, making sure that, we, that we're getting along. The fact that that schism uh, is, exists is I think our city council could have and should have been doing a better job addressing that so that it's more like we're Holyoke, we're one city, we're not, oh, we're Holyoke, but it's these people over here and then those people over there. And we're just living together but not really living together as one. So I think bridging those two cultures has been an issue that's probably been poorly addressed. What are your plans in the matter of 
letting people know about who you are aside of this meetings and this listening sessions how can people get to know about you to get in contact to support your campaign well right now we we have a campaign page that my campaign manager runs it's called nelson lopez for Holyoke. it contains of you know a lot of my backstory of who i am they can find out more about upcoming events that we're planning. We actually have a, a meet and greet session on the 17th at Capri Pizza. Very informal. Stop by, have some pizza with us. Get to know me who I am. Get to know my values. If um, folks that know me know how important family is, is for me. Family is everything for me. It, it, without family, you've got nothing. And so I've, I've really, you know, I've been a big proponent of my family, the love of my family. You know, it's not always easy, because it's not, but just, you know, come out, come get to meet me. You know, even if you, you may not agree with what I've said today or whatnot, come get to know me. You know, see, see who I am. See that, man, I, I love this city. I bleed purple and white, dude. Seriously. And so the fact that I live here, when I die, I want to be buried here. You know, like I, I'm a homer for this city. I just, I really do. One of the, the, the fascinating, um, and again, it's anecdotal things that I've learned is whenever I, I, I meet folks that move to the city, they always talk about how family friendly the city is. But you wouldn't know it if, if you read some of the stuff on Mass Live and those message boards from folks that don't live in the city, but they want to judge us from the outside. Now, this is a fantastic city. We've got great services here. We've got, you know, a gas electric company that, that does a fantastic job. Our police department and first responders are amazing. They're fantastic. I mean, this is, it's really a great city. And I'm so proud to be from Holyoke. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. And when you say that family is all to you, it's so right that your family is actually here in the studio. You all came together, and that shows that commitment that extends to your family being present and supporting by being there with you doing this. And that also says so much about that level of commitment and that level of engagement, because I feel that is something that families in the city need to keep doing more, to have this type of involvement in the political life of the city, because even though, yes, the word politics, I know, is not everyone's favorite word to listen or to talk about, but when we think about how much important this is, because those are the decisions that are going to define the future of our families, mm -hmm. and I'm talking about the children. Absolutely. Yes, it is so important, and it all begins with voting. Well, yeah, I, I, I tell folks, it's like, if you want the change, you have to get out there and vote. It's your civic responsibility. Like, you, you need to. You know, um, again, it starts with, with education. Get educated on the issues that are affecting the city. Make an effort. And also, you know, a lot of folks, some of them, they, they, they don't have access to these tools. Well, how can we provide the access? We have a fantastic library here in the city. It's beautiful. Get more folks to use the library. I remember when I was a kid, I would spend hours over the summers in the little children's area, which used to be in the basement. Now it's on like the third or fourth floor. It's a fantastic floor now. But it's just using our services. Take advantage of what we have to offer because they're there. They're there. You just uh, Sometimes folks need to know where to look and 
how to access these services as well. You know, it's not, it's not easy, but I feel like if you can make it in Holyoke, you can make it anywhere. I live through a lot of what our residents live through. I've, I've lived through homelessness. I know what it's like to go to the fridge, open it, and just see a, a bottle of ketchup and some bread and come back hours later hoping that some, by miracle, there's more food there. I, I know these struggles. I lived it. And you know what? I, I came up, and now I've, I've, I've become what I wanted to be in life. I've become a, a positive person. I feel like I'm, I'm a, a, a good role model for folks. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. And so, yeah. What will be your message for the people in Holyoke to consider voting for Nelson Lopez at large? Vote for me because you, you feel like I'm, I'm a genuine person that who's, who really has Holyoke's best interests at heart. I don't have an agenda where I want to become this multi-billionaire person. I just... I want to have a safe, comfortable life for my family, for my neighbors, for my neighbors' children. So if you, if you want to see a positive change, vote for me. I think I'm the change that we need. And so, yeah, I endorse my candidacy. Oh, one thing I did want to mention is that meet and greet at Capri on the 17th is at 4.30 p.m. So come on down. This is our conversation with Nelson Lopez, candidate for city council at large in the municipal election of 2019. I want to thank you, Nelson, for making the time thank to be you. here and wishing you the best of luck, best of success. And remember that this space is open to continue having those conversations and that type of engagement. I, I, I think we, we will have some more of these conversations. I really do. I really do, but, but I need your help, folks. So vote for me on November 5th. Hey, you've got six at-large votes. I'm just asking for one of them. Uh, please follow us and, and my campaign at, at Nelson Lopez for Holyoke. Thank you. Uh, again, thanks to Johan. I really appreciate this opportunity. This space is fantastic. Again, it's, 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 it goes to show the positive strides that we're making here in the city. So again, thank you. Nelson Lopez, candidate at-large for city council. Remember, the preliminary election for Ward 3 is on September 24, and the City of Holyoke Municipal election, November 5th. The last day to register to vote is October 16th. And for more information on how to register to vote, please visit holyoke.org or the City Clerk's Office at Holyoke City Hall. Once again, Nelson, thank you so much. Thank you. With this, we conclude our session that has been recorded at the New England Media Lab studio inside Gateway City Arts in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>